0: Thank you. up party people welcome to where does food the food history podcast that tells you about the history of food uh i'm L, and today i have with me
1: uh yeah and, and i'm oops all tim that's <laughs> oops, tim. official yeah oops <laughs> all tim i am all tim they left out the crunchy bits and just the left and left me there and now i'm here oops all tim
0: oops all tim have you have you punched your golden ticket today, Tim? Because we're going to talk about the sweet nectar of life. We're going to talk about some sugar today. Sugar. Sugar. How do you feel about this? the sweet substance?
1: I think it would be weird if you don't like sugar. Can I say that? I think it's yes. weird if you don't like sugar. Sugar get- gets demonized a lot, and it's a little frustrating just because sugar is good. <laughs> sugar is good. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, there's good. nothing, yeah. Uh, you know, like, it, it. it's frustrating that it gets demonized so much, but, you know, what do you, it, like, I don't know. What a modern thing, you know? What a modern thing to it, do. It's like this fucking wonderful item that, like, uh, occurs naturally in the world and that is amazing and it tastes wonderful and it can give you energy. And we're like, fucking sugar, fucking terrible for you. And it's like, yeah, maybe, but. You know, <laughs> I love it. It's great.
0: It's great. You can put it in beverages. You can put it
1: in food. Yeah. And we do all the time. All the time. We put it in all those things.
0: It's like just with any- anything, moderation is key, right? I mean.
1: Yeah. Also, if you don't want to, okay. If you don't want to moderate, okay. Who, like, who am <laughs> I to tell you how to live your fucking life? <laughs> I'm not a fucking politician, dude. I can't I'm not uh... to tell you how to live. I'm also not going to act like I care about your health. I don't give a fuck about you.
0: got me's and I got Uh, mine's. That's it. That's it. uh, You know that,
1: like, that's, that's like, that's the gateway to, like, being a fucking prick about, like, weight. Let me tell you about what
0: you're not doing correctly with your life right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to say this for the betterment of your health and it's like shut up
0: <laughs> are you gonna pay for my medical bills shut like, oh, sh- yeah that shut much.
1: shut up you don't care <laughs> that's, that's that fake person i'm mad at well i mean they they exist it's just they definitely exist know, they don't exist. they don't exist in my life right For now, this, right? So just making them up for the moment
0: <laughs> for your context it's fine i i take that we're keeping it simple tonight tim the rating Hell, scale yeah. is gonna be one to one hundred because oh, shit. sugar is what they say, simple. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't need, yeah. to, we don't need to escalate this zero to 100. How and what are your thoughts? Not how, but what are your thoughts
1: um, on sugar? I'm sure. Listen, I'm going to be a little anticlimactic, and there's not going to be, a, like, the purpose of the show is going to go out the window, but I'm giving it a 100. Uh,
0: bow, 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 bow.
1: I just don't think you, I don't know. I don't know if. I guess there are people that don't like sweets and stuff like that, but sugar is I eat uh, at least a little bit of it every day. So like I mean it's it's one of those when when we put sugar down to talk about, it's almost like it's almost lives separately from the ethos of food in a way, like it's just like you are going to consume this product. Yeah. Uh absolutely. Just because like you know we use sugar even in small amounts in tons of different foods uh for tons of different reasons like ketchup and things like that like uh, uh, it's just it, it's one of those things that I absolutely love. I, I again I pretty much consume a, a bit of sugar almost every day whether it be in a little bit of chocolate every day or uh the sh- current oat creamer that I have for my coffee like you know sugar's fucking incredible. So <laughs> it makes It makes all of my favorite foods, well, most of my favorite desserts, just like it's the reason why, you know, (laughs) like it's the reason why they even exist to begin with. I've never in my life sat back and said, you know, one of my favorite desserts is the one where we substitute the sugar. Like, (laughs) no, I've never done that. And I know that there are like, like, um, dietary restrictions and there are people that have to follow those and they have to reduce the sugar. But like, I am fortunate enough not to have that. Um, currently. Not to say it can't happen at some point, but currently I currently. don't. So uh, yeah, I'm going to eat fucking full sugared sweets and do all the fun stuff.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. That's kind of and we'll obviously get to that, but that's kind of where the necessity for alternative quote unquote, sugar or sweeteners came about right. was because of dietary restrictions and not necessarily because I think we all have this misconception of like sugar diabetes and it's like well, there those there can be a correlation yeah. right there, but that's not necessarily always
1: the case. No, no. Um, so
0: to yeah, your point, like if you can enjoy sugar, enjoy it. Yeah, You're enjoy it a little it, bit, man. Yeah, what's a what's a
1: couple of fucking teaspoons in your coffee gonna do? You know, especially if, again, if you don't have a restriction, what's it gonna do? It's not gonna harm you. Just enjoy it, you know. <laughs> like I always I always, have the cookie, I always yeah. feel a little antagonistic because I'm just I don't know I'm just involved in wellness culture to give like an idea of what a lot of my you know life is <laughs> it's it's sure. having to yeah. listen and hear about everyone's fucking off the wall dietary restriction new fad thing and and it's a part of my life it's a part of the the world I have to be involved in so that's why sometimes I kind of bring that energy a little bit where it's Makes it's sense. angled at the wellness culture but overall I think majority of people are okay with just having a little bit of sugar in in their life. Um, and I do it in, I usually do it in the way of either like chocolate, maybe a little bit of candy or, um, in my coffee. I don't really, I will say I don't really do full strength sodas like the full sugar sodas. I actually think those are a bit too much now. My, uh, really? Okay. I mean, I've talked. well, you know, I've talked about Diet Coke on the podcast before I'm a big Diet Coke guy. So (laughs) DC um, guy, DC guy. And it almost and, 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 uh, at one point, you know, I dropped sodas at one point for health reasons, because I was entrenched in the uh, wellness world for a while. But uh, yeah, weirdly enough, even after I've dropped that, that part, I don't know, like the diets and the zeros kind of do it for me because they just don't feel as sweet. They don't, you know, they don't hit oh, yeah, uh, okay. the mouth the same. It's nice. Either way, 100. 100 for me. We have nowhere to go but down. So, 100. good luck. <laughs> it
0: might, who knows? Yeah. This could be this could be a yeah. path full of twists, but maybe not so much.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the ad section. I'm here to tell you real quick about Anchor by Spotify. You may have heard us talk about Anchor at the end of our episodes, is because Anchor is the platform we use to distribute our podcasts. It's totally free. It helps us distribute our podcasts to different platforms. That's how we're on Apple Podcasts. That's how we're on Google Podcasts, Castbox, you name it. They've helped us do that. You can record directly on the app, on the webpage. So you don't even need a super fancy setup. It's super straightforward. Totally free. So, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your podcast or whatever you like to do. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of the episode. Hey there. It's your host, Tim, stopping the podcast to tell you about an awesome deal that you can get through Rep Sports. Rep Sports is a supplement company, so, they help supplement people's workout lives. They have proteins, pre workouts, post workouts, recoveries. They have all types of supplements over there. So, go check them out and Fill out that stack. I know you're getting low. I can feel it. My stack's getting low. I'm about to do me a shop as well. You can also get mine and Elle's favorite energy drink, Raise Energy. I'm telling you, one can gets you through the day. Not a problem. Raise Energy is fantastic. No crash at all. So if you go to repsports.com and use the code WDF15, you can get 15% at checkout. Again. WDF 15, you get 15% at checkout and you also get to support this podcast and support your workout routine, man, go do it. Now enjoy the rest of this podcast that we love doing.
0: Sugar, spice, and everything nice. What exactly is sugar? That's a good question. Sugar is a term referring to a broad category of mono, mono and disaccharides, the simplest carbohydrate. Monosaccharides include glucose, galactose, and fructose disaccharides include sucrose, lactose, maltose, and trehalose.
1: Where do you think fructose where do you think is, is from?
0: I don't know. Tim, it kind of sounds like fruit. Yeah. But I'm not fruit. <laughs> yes. In in case you guys didn't know, there are sugars that naturally occur in fruit. So even you having your fruit, you're having sugar. Don't forget. Yeah. Don't forget. Yeah. It's a type of sugar.
1: It may not be it may not be the white sugar, but it is a form of sugar. It is and important. guess what your body does with that sugar? The What's same do, thing Tim? it would do with white sugar.
0: No way. <laughs> yeah, Isn't that no wild? No. Isn't that wild? But yeah, to your point though, it can be um, in vegetables, it can be found in dairy products and nuts. And like we said, it also can be found in fruit. So they can be extracted from plants and dairy and be added to foods. Or as we're more familiar with it, it can be um, pretty much made into man-made using those various plant and dairy ingredients as the starting point initially we kind of we've kind of briefly scoped over this in a multitude i think of podcasts now but sugar was expensive very very expensive (laughs) sugar was not just flying around (laughs) yeah no you one did not just simply acquire sugar and it really wasn't (laughs) until the technological and (laughs) logistic advancements that made sugar into a bulk commodity which made what we know now is sugar which is super cheap
1: yeah sugar it's like everywhere you can find it and it's in you know and there's different versions of it in so many different things Yes, it's again it's incredible you know it's incredible that you can walk down a sugar aisle and not only do you have every other alternative sugar in the world yep you got it that isn't actually sugar there's also like 15 different sugars sugar sugars yeah (laughs) like actual sugars and it's just, yeah, it's amazing. What, we live in the best time period. I don't know what to tell you guys.
0: I would say in the food standpoint, yeah. There's nothing to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing that you yeah. can't get. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, yeah, every, every side has a dark side, but come on. Every, let's no, be real. yeah. Let's be real. We live pretty good lives.
0: <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, with all of the things that we have access to, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely the case. So, sugar. Rinse Didn't too you-
1: goddamn high, though. Fucking A.
0: <laughs> Dude. What's going on here?
1: Rent's <laughs> too rent's too fucking high, but other than that,
0: too damn high.
1: Rent's <laughs> too high, and gas is like a crapshoot these days. But you know,
0: <laughs> hey, that's a hot spot now.
1: It is a hot spot.
0: Mm. We're
1: getting spicy hot on the podcast.
0: <laughs> Anywho, hey, yourself, um, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start this journey, shall we? We can trace sugarcane back to New Guinea, where the indigenous peoples chewed sugarcane raw in 8000 BCE.
1: Yeah, damn. It's a really long, a really long
0: time ago. Put it in it's perspective like for you. Yeah. Sea traders brought sugarcane cultivation practices to India, China, and the rest of Southeast Asia. We'll talk about that in a second. Around 100 CE, medicinal records for Romans and Greek civilizations show that crystallized sugar was used to treat indigestion and other stomach ailments. Which, wild. Again. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're using sugar for everything. Then in yeah. 350 I mean, C, I mean, it didn't yeah. work. It didn't work,
1: but yeah, like, I love I love the shit we did for uh, quote unquote medicine. Medicine, uh, what a fun what a fun word that gets thrown around in our uh, in our like journey of, of finding out all the different foods. When it's like that, like they meant what it means to say is that we we thought this could help. <laughs>
0: we definitely thought this was gonna help. And it's crazy because it's going to happen again. It's going to repeat itself. Yeah, later on. it's like
1: how your parents would just be like, "Yeah, no, drink like a Seven Up or Sprite when your stomach fills your stomach Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, just Absolutely. no, just drink a bubbly drink. The bubbles that'll make you feel better. Maybe <laughs> that's medicine.
0: <laughs> you know where does where does food come I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's medicine. Medicine food, medicine. No, Um. then in 350 CE, the Gupta dynasty crystallized sugar in India and around 600 CE sugar cultivation and processes reached Perios which was then spread into the Mediterranean by Persian expansion into Mesopotamia or modern day Iraq. So there's a theory that at the time of inception, it, while also occurring uh, in New Guinea, that there's also a, an idea that the Indians were one of the first people, at least in Asia, to uh, cultivate sugar. It's in the Bengal region. Pretty cool. Um, apparently, the Indian sailors carried sugar via trade routes, and they taught the Chinese about sugarcane cultivation. Early refining methods involved grinding or pounding the cane in order to extract the juice and then boiling down the juice or drying it in the sun to yield sugary solids that look like gravel. The Sanskrit word yep. gravel or shakara means gravel or sand. Similarly, the Chinese use the term gravel sugar. Brilliant. 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 Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I love
1: that. Yeah, I love that. Evaporate all the fucking water from there and you're left with nothing but the sweet shit.
0: Super smart. And it's like, we'll talk about it later, but just um, whenever like they kind of rediscovered the idea of, I guess, sugar part two... Um, the same the same (laughs) thing accidentally happened like we'll get to it later but yeah i just thought that's that's wild fast forwarding to 1096 ce when Crusaders returned from europe from the holy land with quote-unquote sweet salt and in 1101 to 1150 bce lebanese land estates were established to grow sugar cane and export it to europe so now we're making our way westward bound more advanced sugar presses were developed which meant doubling the amount of juice that was obtained from cane sugar Starting in 1455, Madeira, which is an autonomous region in Portugal, cultivated and refined sugar which led to a distribution hub based out of Antwerp, Belgium. I think it's an interesting point because when we talk about chocolate, well, Belgium is one of the countries that are yeah. known for exporting chocolate. So it was it was there early, early early on. Yeah. Thanks again to the Portuguese. They brought sugar to Brazil in 1480 and in 1501, Haiti and Dominican Republic was known as Hispaniola and they had the very first sugar harvest there. Oh shit. Yeah. No clue. I had no clue about that. By fifteen forty, yeah. roughly two thousand and eight hundred sugar and cane mills. Which again, I know probably like now when we think about the grandscapes of like Industrialization's like two thousand and eight hundred is not a lot, but that's a lot in yeah. the year fifteen forty.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good yield, man. That's kind of wild.
0: Huge. So it was off of Brazil's coast and then off of the Caribbean and some of the South America, they had 3,000 sugar mills there. It's believed that the Dutch introduced sugar cane to the South America and the Caribbeans, the Barbados, Barbados, I'm so sorry, you guys, Rihanna, Barbados and Virginia, Virginia Islands. She's going to come for me for that.
1: I, it doesn't matter. She's a billionaire, so she's the enemy of the people now. I don't know. I like. Oh. Yeah. Listen, Rihanna has slid away from all the controversy because it's fucking Rihanna. But she's a billionaire, right? She's she's the enemy. <laughs> it's
0: all that makeup. And in 1770, sugar represented 20% of all European exports, but 80% of the sugar was produced on sugar plantations in the West Indies by the British and French colonies. Imagine that. 1747.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. 17- hey, I love that.
0: I love that. Yeah, seventeen forty-seven is a German chemist Andreas McGrath, identified sugar in beet roots, and it wouldn't be until eighteen oh one that his apprentice yeah. Carl Archard built a sugar beet processing facility in Poland. Poland has yeah. entered the
1: chat. Yeah, well, I bet people uh, don't realize that a lot of the sugar comes from beets.
0: No, I and <laughs> these, I, I will be real with you. I had days. no clue. Yeah, I had no yeah, clue that was yeah. even a thing. Like yeah. beetroot, what? Yeah. 1751 is when sugarcane makes its way to Louisiana. And in 1768, the first steam-powered sugar mill was constructed in Jamaica. Boom. Damn. Technology.
1: Yeah, we're, we're revolutionizing.
0: We're revolutionizing. We're in 19th century Cuba, and it's now become one of the richest lands in the Caribbean with sugar being its dominant crop. It also prospered above other islands because humans used a method of harvesting sugar. They adopted modern milling methods, such as water mills, enclosed enclosed furnaces, steam engines, and vacuum pans. All these technologies increased the productivity. They also, we'll note, retained the slavery longer than most in that, uh, than the rest of the Caribbean islands, which also helped as well. They had human capital, um, at yeah, their expense, yeah. um, in comparison to <laughs> yeah. other places. Which, if you didn't pick up on a common theme of the sugar growing that's occurring in the islands, it's it's all. If yeah, no, it's yeah. it's all. It's all coming off of plantations. Slaves are making are making sugar. Yeah, as as French and British colonies are literally exporting it. So I, I didn't want to. I I do want to make sure that that is understood. If you understood guys didn't pick that, up on yeah, that on that last note. Not, it's um, not
1: just like a bunch of happy people, you know. Yeah, <laughs>
0: no, not not the yeah. case at all. So we're coming into the 1800s now. We've talked about a few technological advancements that have occurred, but nothing really like oh wow. But now we're in the 1800s, and this is what's really playing the vital role in production. So I'm about to just like we're about to like rapid fire these. Okay, okay. I felt like Pat McAfee. That. We're about to rapid fire these off. 1813. Edwards Charles Howard invents a fuel-efficient method of refining sugar by boiling the cane juice in a closed kettle heated by steam and held under partial vacuum. Does that method sound Mm -hmm. familiar to you? It does. It does. It does a little bit. 1838, David Lee Child built the first U.S. sugar beet factory in Northampton, Massachusetts. 1852, David Weston becomes the first to use Hawaiian centrifuges to separate sugar from molasses.
1: There it is. There it is.
0: 1870, the first successful commercial sugar beet production in the U.S. began in California.
1: California, man. We're good, good at sugar and uh, raisins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who would have thought?
1: Nah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know Dates. if they still deal with sugar, but they're like big on almonds and raisins.
0: <laughs> Ooh, interesting. I wonder if they ever got the almonds. Game. They produce, like, 80, they do produce, they produce yeah.
1: like 80% of the world's almonds. It's fucking nuts out there.
0: Ha, <laughs> uh, literally?
1: Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> i made a pun and i didn't even realize it
0: i love it i love it so much yeah uh 1938 so we're in the 1900s now the mechanization of sugar cane cultivation began when 16 whole stock harvesters were successfully used to harvest cane in louisiana and then this was actually a wild
1: yeah louisiana's big with cane sugar no clue yeah
0: no clue about that 2016 in december marked the last time sugar could be harvested from maui which is actually pretty fucking sad.
1: Wow, why, what?
0: Apparently, yeah. Apparently, like all the f- all of the the crop planting and forestate, like we ruin the grounds.
1: Oh, damn.
0: I had no clue. Yeah, Sheesh. I know that's a thing. So, rip to that.
1: That's f- that's fucked.
0: But yeah, that's kind of just the journey of sh- just natural sugar, in that because yeah. then it's about to. Now yeah. we're about to start getting.
1: Yeah, you uh, you had a much sadder. Episode than than the one that I had to research. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit.
0: It was a little. It was yeah. a little. Sad. It has an
1: undertone of sadness, doesn't it's, it? I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. No. It,
0: it's got a dark, yeah. kind of like a dark past. Um. And for now such
1: a, for such a wonderful thing, it's got a, it's got something scary underneath. So. A little sus.
0: A little sus. A boiling at the at the yeah. bottom of it. So we kind of we kind of spoke about it, and this is kind of where. Advancements in just sugar, in another sense, took hold. Um, so the sugar, and it's natural. We got sugar alternatives. Sugar again, mm. we talked about. It, it was initially super fucking expensive. You couldn't get it. You like had to know someone who had to know someone who had to know someone who like had to know someone to have access to sugar. Um, at the time, people would compare compare sugar prices to things of like pearls and spices. And must. Yeah. Sugar prices declined slowly as its production became multi sourced throughout European colonies. Artificial sweeteners. You've got, think of like Equal, Splenda, and like Sweet and Low, like Stevie and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, artificial sweeteners may be derived through manufacturing processes of plants mm-hmm. or chemical synthesis. There's two types yeah. of artificial sweeteners um, so it's like non caloric and then the sugar alcohols.
1: Yeah, which sugar alcohols are massive right now. Huge, massive right now. Changes like are, that is, yeah. yeah, that's pretty much like what's going in to a ton of not only but like not only these like new energy drinks that have hit the market, hmm. but just a bunch of you know the zero sugar stuff. Like sugar alcohols are massive in that world. Sugar-free chocolates, candies, things like right. that. Sugar alcohols are big, big right there because. Uh, it gets you really close to sugar in terms of taste. And the only real side effects from it is that if you eat too much of it, you get like slight bowel issues, but it's nothing major. Like right. it's not going to destroy you or anything. So sugar alcohols are really popular right now. Kind of taking over the uh, the artificial game in terms of just like mass product. And they're cheap apparently. And they're so.
0: the, yeah. they're And that's, the, of course, but, like that's what we love to see in,
1: yeah. in production
0: of like yeah things that's like they're like oh it's cheap got it we're doing that yeah yeah (laughs) so you've probably heard i mean you've probably heard of some of these so aspartame it's usually Mm. equal those are usually the blue packets you got sucralose which is splenda usually in the yellow packets and saccharin which is sweet and low usually also see that in the pink packets so
1: yeah and saccharin was real big in the uh 70s 80s something like mm-hmm. that and then it mm-hmm. got like a bad rap <laughs> we talked a little bit about that in soda because saccharin was the the og use in diet yes. sodas yes and then uh, and then aspartame has uh come along and it's like one of the most studied fucking things on the planet because mm-hmm. everyone's worried that it's everyone's worried it's gonna give you fucking cancer for looking at it and it's like it's probably fine
0: <laughs> yeah so i i'm glad you really yeah. i'm really glad you brought that up because a lot of what early testing of products were on humans and then they decided to mm-hmm. go to more obvi- controlled, quote unquote, um, animal testing. But yeah. kind of one of the unfortunate things, besides like testing on animals, is just the fact that you really can't garner, like, there are part of your thing was like, oh, it, uh, I think, produced like a uh, bladder cancer in rats. But humans yeah. have something that was, they're able to digest the aspartame. So it's not necessarily yeah. something that was a, a I don't say yeah. legitimate concern, it, but a concern. It's not, that. it's not
1: like a one-to-one. Yes. You
0: know? Yeah, right, exactly. Before the nineteen fifties, the main reason for artificial sweeteners was really just the cost. It wasn't necessarily yeah. a, a yeah. medicinal issue or a dietary issues. It was it was just because it was cheaper to produce and people didn't have access to sugar. Um so saccharin was pr- discovered in eighteen seventy eight in Johns Hopkins University laboratory of Ira Remsen, a professor of chemistry. In 1884, after he left Remsen's lab without notifying a co-discoverer, a Russian chemist named Konstantin Fahlberg, who worked alongside Ramsen at the same sugar shipping company, um, he applied for German and American patents on a new method for producing saccharin more cheaply in greater quantities without the knowledge of his partner. Doctors began to prescribe it to treat headaches, nausea, and copulence. So these two guys discovered it. And again, this was the guy, Ramsen was the guy who... Went home. He was like baking some bread, and he tasted, it and he's like, "Damn, that's sweet." And then he realized that he had knocked some of the substance over when he was at home. Realized that it made it into the bread, and that's what prompted him to go back to the lab and, and like a scientific man, man, uh, taste his beakers. But then he tried to go behind his buddy's yeah. back and be like, "Hey, I want to. I know a way of making a lot of this shit pretty quickly." And then, of course, we went back to like, "Oh." We're going to start prescribing this to you guys. In 1908, the Department of Agricultural Bureau of Chemistry, Harvey Washington Wiley, proposed the first saccharin ban, taking his case straight to President Theodore Roosevelt. Teddy was like, dog, what are you talking about? I have this shit every day. I'm, fu- I'm fucking yeah. fit as a fiddle. I'm fine. You're ridiculous. Yeah. I'm going to fire you if you continue on this on this page. Cumberland Packing Corporation introduced Sweet and Low, a mixture of saccharin and cyclamate, another artificial sweetener. The two chemicals balanced each other with cyclamate, blunting the bitter aftertaste of Sweet and Low. Sweet and Low tasted more like real sugar, apparently, and those little pink packets brought artificial sweeteners into diners and coffee shops.
1: You said apparently. I agree. It should taste <laughs> awful. No, yeah. You can so definitely still have the apple taste. Yeah, that
0: aftertaste is there.
1: Saccharin is not it, man. It really isn't. Um. No. At least not in terms of just like in the pink packets. I think it, it you know, like I said, diet sodas are all right. I diet sodas those, are but, all right.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, 19, this is kind of where it like, 1963 through 1967, kind of in between that time, um, artificially sweetened soft drinks like Coca-Cola, um, nearly tripled their market share, growing to over 10% of the soda market. Yeah. Which is absurd. 17, by yeah. 1979, 44 million Americans use saccharin daily.
1: Yeah. I mean, but Diet Right was the first big, um, diet soda. Uh, you should go listen to that two-parter. Um, it's good. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, diet, diet Right, which is RC Cola's, um. Diet, so they were the first one that they were the first one that kind of rolled that out, and yeah, I mean it was massive for those companies, man. It really was. Like sugar was starting to get a bad rap, right? Like mm-hmm. medically, dentists were talking about how it was, you know, rotting teeth, yada yada yada, all this shit. So yeah, I mean, it it, it you know right time, <laughs> right exa- time, no, to shit. <laughs>
0: absolutely. And then in 1981, that's when um, aspartame really took on the U.S. food market and took it by storm. And then you came yeah. into the 1990s um, and that's when sucralose became the main artificial sweetener. Yeah. The only difference was that this one's kind of derived from natural sugar, but it's still again, it's a, a duration. So it's not it's not, it's not. Yeah. in the US, the FDA has approved eight artificial sweeteners and two of which have artificial or two of which have natural origin, stevia and monk fruit, and then six yeah. six synthetically derived sweeteners. Um like I said, that we've already talked about three. Um, main, potassium, neotane, um, saccharin, sucralose, and then
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy to me that there's still, I don't know, kind of, I don't, you know, I don't know, maybe a hundred years is, it, and or, or maybe 50 years, 40 years, whatever. Maybe that isn't that long of a time, but I just feel like these things have been around for so long and they've been studied so heavily, you know, like it, that, uh, it, that concern just doesn't feel legitimate to me you know no that's
0: that's a really good yeah no i mean we
1: again i'm not i'm not a fucking i'm not a sugar doctor i don't fucking know man <laughs> like maybe the alternatives really are bad but i don't know it, it feels like i have to trust i have to have faith in in the years and years and Some decades sort of, of yeah research of test yeah And research has been done on these fucking items because it keeps getting brought about that. They're not healthy for us. They're not safe. So they keep getting tested and retested and retested. And the only seem, the only hints at like cancer and stuff is when you either overload it or if it's just not a direct like correlation, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like for the, for instance, with the rat thing where it's like, well, humans have a slightly different like physiology. So it, it's not the same.
0: It's not, it's not an apple. It's not an apple to apple comparison, and that's also part of it too. Yeah. Like just like genetically, like a lot of times, I I'm gonna say this lightly, but I feel like whenever you go to the doctor, there's a reason why they treat you or at least look at you for your genetics and what kind of diseases mm-hmm. run run within your literal DNA. And so yeah. it's like you have that, yeah. and I think to that point, like. Diet's going to play into that. But again, you're, you're, you can't already yeah. have something working against you that may not, ne- that has to do with just, in my opinion, the evolution of your family tree. I mean, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's seems it. like, and I, I don't know the, again, I don't know if this is true. I may be talking out of my ass. Same. Here, yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, no, same. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure like the governing theories right now are that gut biome and genetics play a major, major role yep. into what you face um, in terms of, uh, like, any sort of disease, cancer, things like that. Like, those two seem to have a way, way higher impact than things that have been proven to be safe in the way we consume them. Right. You know, again, if you're not going out of your way to, like, eat, like, 2,000 fucking— if you're not going out of your way to drink 2,000 fucking Diet Cokes in a day— You know what I mean? Like it's probably, which I don't think most people are. So I think, I think we're okay. I think we're okay. But again, I could just be speaking out of my ass. I know like, I know colon cancer has gone up in men and like, you know, I know that there's, there's things like that that have happened. But it, it's, you also can't necessarily just make that connection. You can't just say, well, look at this rise. Like it's happening because all this different food. It's like, I guess.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, we can maybe make that assumption, but like.
1: You can say that, I guess, but it doesn't necessarily mean that there's any like, you know, empirical evidence imp- yep, for it. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So kind of what's so, that. Yeah. No, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, so, you know, in, uh, enjoy your uh, Coke zeros and shit um, like I do and fuck Anybody, you know what? Don't trust anybody who says a regular Coke is better for you than a diet, so. Um,
0: I feel like it's taste, pre- do your just, taste preference off that, you know?
1: Yeah, just, you should question that person immediately if they think <laughs> uh, diet beverages are somehow worse for you uh, or equally as bad. They are not. Um, and again, I. <laughs> don't know how else to say it.
0: A lot of this probably also just stems from like an unwarranted reaction to like fads that have taken over the years. Cause it's like, you can, I feel like you can go back to these dates and see a correlation between what people were emphasizing to do at that time period. 150 fucking
1: percent. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Uh, there's a new government you know guideline that came out mm-hmm. that fucking year. and so you saw a plethora of like high fat diets or whatever you know what I mean? like yep, it happens all the time, all the like, time. Society is privy to the like the the social contagions of yeah. different ideas. You know what I mean? It's like we're just privy to it. It's a part of it. Uh, it's uh, yeah it's a part of we live in a society. It's a part of it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: Favorite meme. Um, I wanted. I could not leave out high fructose corn syrup. I couldn't leave it out.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, it was introduced to America about 1975. Um, high fructose corn syrup. Uh, it's sugar syrup derived from corn. That's that's pretty much yep. what that is. Um, yep. it from
1: 1975
0: to 1985, it took the food world by storm. It was added into all of the foods, into all of the soft drinks. Yeah probably like but why though
1: i was curious about that Just why cheap it's cheaper it's cheap
0: it's cheaper and that's cheaper
1: and it's sweet <laughs> and that
0: and that was the biggest thing so like there's yeah. in 1977 1977 the u.s implemented sugar quotas and it was like there was like a mm-hmm. system of like sugar tariffs that were implemented within that um so pretty much like significantly increased the cost of imported sugar and so u.s producers were like we can't like we can't make food this cost is too high. We can't, we can't spend all this cost on shipping. So they're like, how are we going to figure this out? High fructose corn syrup is derived, like I said, from corn and it was more economical because the domestic U.S. price of sugar was twice the global price. And the price of corn was low enough through government subsidies and that were paid to growers. And it became an attractive substitute and was preferred over cane sugar of majority of American food and beverage companies.
1: Yeah, I mean we're a corn country, baby. Corn country, <laughs> you know, Nebraska loves you know it. What I mean, and so yeah. Oh, so you're telling you're telling me that we can get sugar from this corn? Sounds good. Corn,
0: <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. much w- with with all diet trends, and we've kind of looped back to finding or utilizing. I say nat, like quote unquote natural sweeteners. So this is going to be yeah, like yeah. your honey, your agave. Um, molasses, yeah. uh, using dates, yeah. even coconut and, and it maple all syrup
1: does the exact same shit in your body.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I hope I burst some bubbles with that. No,
0: well, so I so maple syrup thing with maple mm-hmm. syrup. It's natural, right? It literally comes from a tree. Don't forget, Like you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta bang the thing into the tree and get the sap out. Yeah, you, st-
1: you tap the tree. You, you tap it. You sap it, it. it, and then you fucking yeah yes.
0: tap it and zap it i love that thank you put that on the t-shirt yeah. um it's got calcium yeah. <laughs> tap it
1: tap it and sap it that's yeah for sure that's gonna be my tamp uh my tramp stamp for sure tap it and sap it is that gonna be that's the
0: it. unofficial tattoo for this
1: podcast yeah that's my that's my tramp stamp okay Incoming. i'll take that tap it and sap it
0: yeah so it's got calcium potassium and zinc and so it's like that's again something that's quote-unquote sweet but it's natural yeah. it, i mean it just naturally occurs so yeah i think it's kind of it interesting yeah go ahead.
1: no i was just saying like i mean i i was wondering if you were going to mention like honey and maple syrup and agave and all that stuff just like it's a sugar it's just a different type of sugar like it's that's it like i mean it's again that's all this shit is <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just sugar it's just sugar
0: We've well, we've done this for a little bit now and I think it is interesting to see the foods that have legitimately stood the test of time. Yeah. Things that, you know, if they've been around since like Roman and like early dynasties in Asia, it's it's good to think that like they didn't have the advancements that we have now. So I mean if they're if the product then was okay, it's it's for the most part like you said we have years of all this research. It's 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 probably okay now. And now we've seen, obviously, yeah. like throughout history, there's been times where we were incredibly wrong about things, but for the most part, right. some of I these mean, foods, I mean, I don't know they I think it is yeah a test like a testament to time yeah,
1: know. yeah, right, to right, to an extent i i I can see what you're where, what you're laying down there. Yeah. Like true. I mean, obviously we even we even said or well yeah, we even said earlier, like obviously sugar's not fucking like it's not medicine you just munch on and it just cures like an a stomach a stomachache, you know what I mean? That's obvious. But but um I agree. I think if we've been eating this shit for that long, I think we're okay. And like I said, in the grand scheme of history, I get it like saccharin and shit, all these kind of newer things. You know, fifty years you know, a hundred years. Like it's not the longest time in the grand scheme of history, but you know, it the the fear about them were very real and the research behind them is a lot of money. A lot of money have been put in behind finding well, out what those yeah. foods will do to our bodies. So
0: And also to the I mean like guys the incre- the, the sample size is incredibly large. I mean at one point you've yeah. got forty four million Americans like ingesting this stuff. I mean that it you know like I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah. that's sugar. That, that's all the sugar. That's sugar. That's all we got. What do you think? Are you still at your hundo?
1: Um. No? Yes? Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't dip it, man. I just, like I said, I was going to take all the, um. The suspense out. I truly, sugar's <laughs> a perfect food in a di- in a different way, not in the way that like a normal perfect food would be. Where it's like, oh, like this is like one of my favorite fucking things in the world. Oh like, yeah, okay. Like, I I mean, granted, I do love it, but it's just it's it has to be. It's too, uh, it's too important, right? Like it's too important of a food not for it to exist at a perfect food. It it is. It's a perfect food. It it has stood the test of time. It helps create some of the it helps create some of the best things in the world. (laughs) Yes. I mean (laughs) and 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 I don't just mean sugar and the cane sugar. I mean sugar. Like naturally occurring sugars help create so many things that we love. From uh jams and jellies to uh to a fucking beers and wines mm-hmm. and like it's the sugars like what we do with the sugars in those things is what really creates so much of our food it has to be a perfect food it is a perfect food on where does food wow. um and l i appreciate i appreciate uh your research on this i thought you did a fucking bang up job for wow. what is what on the onset is a very direct straightforward history but Yes. You did a wonderful job of steering into um, the alternatives in food and, and, and sugar as it is um, for society. So
0: thank you. I appreciate that. Job. Appreciate that. Thank you.
1: And um, we're going to go to uh, Tim's favorite parts. We always end the podcast with our two favorite segments. Um, my favorite part, probably, uh, I mean, just because I thoroughly uh, enjoy talking about sugar alternatives. It's that yes. part. I love, I love it. I really do. I think, uh, sugar alternatives are great. And, uh, anytime we get to talk about, uh, Teddy Roosevelt and <laughs> Mr. Wiley, which I believe is his second appearance on where does food didn't think we'd be running into that asshole more than once. Oh yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> but anytime we get to talk about those two, uh, good time, good time, fun time. Now we're going to go to our other segment before we end the show. Um, Elle's final thoughts. Elle, what are your final thoughts? Do,
0: do, 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 do. I think that it was pretty cool how my guy was.
1: That's great. We love it. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The great final thought crushed it. We love that so much. Thank you. Just be in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we love that. Uh, that's it. That's Where Does Sugar. Doo-doo. Welcome to the end of the podcast. Uh, maybe you heard the song at the beginning. Maybe you heard the song at the end. You better enjoy it now because it's changing soon, baby. This is episode nine of season four. We're almost wrapped on the season so enjoy this uh theme while you can because it's not going to be around for much longer uh and you can enjoy the person who made it well i mean you enjoy me every other week (laughs) hosting this podcast but the other person that you can enjoy is austin martin um he goes uh under the uh name meridian sky and you can find him on apple music and spotify find him uh guys he's got a bunch of music in the works he's been he's been grinding he's been doing the whole thing so crushing it um yeah it's instrumentals uh it's great go listen to it uh he's <laughs> he's a very thoughtful individual so his music reflects that same thoughtfulness and Fantastic. it's wonderful guys you can check us out on where does food.com yeah we have a website we do a thing and just to just to be a little, just to give a little insight into the future, we yeah. are about to do a revamp. I figured we'd mention it now, right? We've been holding our tongue. Just let them know. That's The true. last few episodes here, but uh, with the second to last episode, guys, after season four, we have a big revamp coming up for season five. Uh, we're talking, you know, probably a, a web de- redesign. Um, Ellen and I have been talking about merch for literally the inception of this podcast so we'll, we're gonna we're gonna discuss that type of stuff uh and we're also gonna be changing uh our distribution platform very soon season 5 we'll have all that and of course we will update you over on our twitter god damn I'm a professional as fuck alright <laughs> that's the most professional transition in the world right there <laughs> um you go check us out at twi- <laughs> twitter on at where does food again we are gonna be um we still have our we still have another episode left in this season, but we will keep everyone up to date for when we change uh, platforms. But yeah, you can hit us up and keep track of all that over um, on Twitter at Where Does Food. You can follow me uh, on Instagram at Tim underscore and underscore Winston. You can follow
0: L back on Twitter at L Chapo with three underscores between the L and the Chapo.
1: That's what's up. And you can also, for the time being, find our RSS feed on anchor.fm. For slash that's where food. Yes. Um, you can go there and check us out. We do have a supporter button going on for right now. But as I said, things will be changing. That location will be changing. The podcast home will be changing. Uh, and we'll keep you all up to date on that shit. So uh, just keep an eye out for all That uh in the meantime, while you wait for that those wonderful changes, you should go give us a rating, a like, a star, a something on any platform that allows you to do so because that is what makes the algorithm churn, baby. (laughs) That's what helps us out the most. Um, listen, guys, it it the algorithm really does rely on that stuff, and it's a super easy, simple way to help us out. Seriously, it's so 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 simple if you listen to us even on a semi regular basis and you like us go leave a review it helps a ton um and if you leave enough reviews we will show our buttholes um
0: (laughs) tim Tim will tim will
1: (laughs) we will not be showing our buttholes uh Also, uh, another good way to help us out is to trap your friends and family in a closet and play it loud on a radio until they <laughs> agree that they like the show as much as you do. Yep. That is the best way to uh, get the show and out and about Frieden. and into people's ear holes. Um, that is all I got. That is episode nine of Where Does Food Sugar, Baby? Bow, 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 bow. Yeah, have a good one.